At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. This is the look ahead right here on VSN, the sports betting network, and we've got three tremendous hours coming up for you. As right now, we have reached a fever pitch when it comes to. Just so much of the playoff action that we've got the Stanley Cup Finals. That is going to be starting up Tuesday morning, so or Tuesday night, I should say. We are going to be taking a look at that throughout the show. We wind up seeing Game 5 of the NBA Finals wind up going down with the Warriors being able to go up by a count of 3-2. to two. So we'll be diving into Game 6, take a look at the series as a whole. Got a great MOB slate on Tuesday as well, so we're going to be diving into that. And along the way... We're going to be joined by a trio of great guests as we're going to have Jason Weingarten. He does the podcast, the Wide World of Weingarten, right here at VEASAN. He's going to be joining me in about 90 minutes. That is 11.30 p.m. Pacific time, 2.30 a.m. Eastern. Going to take a look at some baseball with him. Matt Humans does a great job with our show, The Edge, here at VEASAN. He's going to be joining me in about 30 minutes, 10.30 p.m. Pacific time, 1.30 Eastern. Going to be taking a look at what we wound up getting here tonight with the Warriors being able to win by 10 against the Boston Celtics and what he's expecting for the entirety of the series. Might wind up getting a baseball pick for him for Tuesday as well. And then in the final hour of the show, going to be taking a look at a little bit of NFL because as we know, there are two seasons out here in the world when football is going on and preparing for football. And we've got to get prepared for football with Matt. We're going to be taking a look at a couple NFL season win totals that he likes and perhaps maybe... Some awards props that he's going to be diving into as well. So we've got a tremendous three hours that are coming up for you guys. And we've got to talk about the biggest story that is going on in the MOB. The San Francisco Giants. Nah, I'm kidding, of course. We've got to take a look at the other Bay Area team. As the Golden State Warriors, they get the job done. 104-94 game winds of going under the total very easily. And it continues a trend that we've wound up seeing here in the NBA playoffs. I know that... With having Dave Tooley on yesterday, this was something that I was curious on as to how many games that actually landed on the spread in the NBA playoffs. If I recall it correctly, he had mentioned that there have been 84 playoff games prior to game five. So this is prior to what we wound up seeing tonight and just seven had landed on the spread. So that means that in 85 NBA playoff games now with this one now in the books, seven have landed on the spread. So it's become very clear as to what the play is. If you like the favorite lay of the points, if you like the underdog, just take them out right on the money line. And it looked like we might finally 
get that first game of which might wind up landing on the spread because this was a one-point game going into the fourth quarter and in a night in which Golden State Warriors wound up going 9 of 40 from three-point range, they're still able to get it done. Steph Curry does not wind up getting a single made three-pointer and I think that this is now just doomsday for the Boston Celtics because you're going to have Steph Curry wind up having a cold night every once in a while. And this was like a beyond cold night for him. It had been over 230 games since Steph Curry had not wanted making a 3-1 and one in which he wanted completing, much like this one. And, well, now with the Boston Celtics, it becomes a case in which what do you wind up looking at with regards to the role players? Because as we know, role players, they typically wind up playing a little bit better at home versus on the road. And that wound up certainly being the case in this game. You wind up having Gary Payne the second. Coming off the pine, he winds up going 6 of 8 from the floor for the Golden State Warriors. He wound up having himself a big game. Also was able to do it with regards to the defense. Three steals. I think that that went a little bit under the radar with what he was able to do. Jordan Poole, just 14 minutes, but 14 points out of him. And for the Boston Celtics, the bench didn't wind up giving you much of anything. You did wind up having Luke Cornett get his 1-3, but if you take out that Luke Cornett 3 and the Aaron Neesmith, he winds up going three of four from the free throw line. If you wind up taking that out of the fold, Grant Williams, Peyton Pritchard, along with Derek White, a combined four points in this game, and that is a problem for the Boston Celtics because I felt like the deepest two teams with regards to these NBA playoffs, I felt like they were the Warriors and the Boston Celtics, which made Gary Payton the second returning all the bigger because prior to him going down with that very unfortunate injury they wound up suffering towards the beginning part of the postseason, he was really starting to come through being a little bit of a good role player for the Warriors, and we clearly wound up seeing that on Game 5. But now the question becomes for the Boston Celtics, what do you wind up doing to be able to just get back online in general? Because the three-point shooting wasn't great for them tonight, but you can live with 11 from 30, 11 of 32 from three-pointers. You've been shooting a little bit better throughout the playoffs, but this is not a Celtics team that they're built to need to shoot like 16 out of 40 from three-point range or anything like that. Something in the mid-30s typically is going to be able to get the job done for them, but it was a case in which they just didn't wind up doing a great job of being able to execute down the stretch. And, and with the Celtics as well, what's even more concerning is they lose this game despite the fact that they wanted winning the rebound battle, which I thought was very impactful for them as well because this is a Celtics team that what they have in this series is a little bit of a size advantage across the board. The Golden State Warriors, they do a good job with their free-flowing offense, being able to get so many guys in the fold in getting open looks, really the only guy that could knock them down on this site other than Jordan Poole is Klay Thompson, and we still haven't necessarily seen that Klay Thompson eruption game that we've seen once a series where he winds going off for 30-plus points, he winds putting up a flamethrower, seven, eight threes in those games. We wound up seeing it in a pair of closeout games and then also game four against the Denver Nuggets. He has not really had that to, that po to this point. He did wind up having 21 points, but the question for the Celtics becomes... What are you going to be able to get moving forward out of some of these guys that you expect to be able to step up and really play the role? Because, I mean, even Marcus Smart, he wound up having himself a relatively solid night. He winds up going out for 20 points, need a little bit more facilitation out of he and many others, but he was able to do his part. And it's not like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown just gave you a complete and utter nothing burger. They wound up going in there, man. They wound up being able to give you a combined 45 points. So you're able to live with that, but it was just everyone else. That didn't wind up stepping up. You got to look at Grant Williams. You got to take a look at what you're going to be able to get moving forward out of someone like Derek White. And I think that it's pretty much a kibosh for the 
Boston Celtics. I wouldn't be surprised if they wind up winning game six. Then again, we know this with the Golden State Warriors. In terms of what they've been able to build under Steve Kerr, Stephen Curry, Klay Thompson, this entire group, they have been one of the best road teams really in playoff history, in my opinion. They have won at least one road game in every one of their playoff series. So if they wound up facing off against the Denver Nuggets back in, I believe that was the 2013 playoff sets, 27 straight playoff series. They've already stolen the one from the Boston Celtics in game four now. Becomes a question which, can they wind up taking two? And I absolutely think that they are more than capable of being able to do so. And you just take a look at what you're finding right now in terms of the odds board because I don't think that the Celtics are by any stretch of the imagination like dead meat or anything like that, but plus 290 is what you're finding with regards to the series price on the Golden State Warriors. It's minus 360, and if I could call it like I see it, if you think that the Boston Celtics are going to be able to win the series, you might as well just take the money line in game six and then roll it over to game seven if that winds up being able to hit because you're probably going to be able to find yourself a little bit of better payout right now as we're seeing it at DraftKings. The money line for the Boston Celtics is actually pretty much the best you're going to find out there. At minus 160, I'm seeing a lot of minus 170, minus 175s out there, but you wind up rolling that over, say that you put down $100 here, but get back a little bit over 150 with regards to going into game seven, and you know that in game seven, unless if you wind up having a catastrophic amount of injuries that Celtics are going to be some sort of an underdog. You're able to get that good plus price on the money line, probably somewhere like the plus 150-ish, plus 140-ish that we're finding on the Gold State Warriors right now, that you should be able to get a relatively good cash there. They were minus, they were a plus 145 when it came to game five tonight. I would think that it would honestly be a little bit more in a game seven in Golden State just because you got to figure that the betting market would probably be a little bit more in on Golden State, but I do think that it is a little bit befuddling as to what we wound up seeing tonight. So that is going to be an issue. And then when it comes to the total, because we uh, wound up seeing just a, we're going to call it like it is, bad shooting performance from the Golden State Warriors, you got to expect that they're going to be able to rebound. And I take a look at this entire series, and it's been interesting to take a look at from a totals perspective. And I would not be surprised if game six does wind up being a game of which both of these teams are able to bust out a little bit more because we wind up seeing this game five wind up going well under the total. In game four, you wind up seeing relatively the same. Game three does wind up going over, but we all remember what the Golden State Warriors did towards back after that game in which they wound up scoring four points in the final seven minutes and 55-ish seconds. And I do expect things to be a little bit hotter coming on, and you got to feel like the Boston Celtics in a do-or-die game six, they're going to really want to take it to the Golden State Warriors, and with the Golden State Warriors as well. It is just so intriguing to see Draymond Green playing the role that he has because he wound up having eight points in this game, just a case in which he's been able to do such a good job of being not necessarily the guy that winds up making any flashy plays or anything like that, but just knows his role night in and night out, gives this Warriors team exactly what they need. So that is going to be one to certainly take a look at and I'll be breaking down game six in a little bit more depth a little bit later on. And we're going to be talking about it with Matt Humans in about 20 minutes, but also want to take a look at some Major League Baseball as well. We're going to have a very good slate for Tuesday. And if you're taking a look at trends in Major League Baseball, we'll dive into a little bit more about the individual teams on the other side. We have been noticing that the overs have been starting to come through a little bit more. You may recall first, we're not going to call it month. We're going to call it first three weeks of the season. I think that that's a better way of putting it. You wound up seeing the under rate being right around 60%. 
as of right now, what we wind up seeing on Monday with a few pending games starting to go final. We have seen over the last 30 days about 52% of games wind up going over, according to coverage, 202 overs, 186 unders. And after- At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We wound up seeing that just sizzler of a hot start to the MLB season. We have now seen the underrate go to 51.2%. So it is certainly something that you want to take a look at. And you'll really find it in all sports. When you wind up seeing a big run on overs slash unders, it winds up reversing course a little bit. You got to feel like the bookmakers, they wind up really seeing that. They've done a good job of being able to adjust these totals. So I think that that's something to be taking a look at moving forward. And I'm going to dive into that point a little bit more on the other side as Things are starting to get hot and heavy with regards to baseball season. So we'll take a look at what we've been seeing on the diamond the last few weeks and turn it forward to Tuesday right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Are you ready for a fresh start? And by that, I mean a real fresh start with long-lasting change. Take the Zin 10 Challenge and switch up the way that you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths, Zin Nicotine Pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zin Nicotine Pouches for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh start starts here. Take the Zin 10 Challenge today at ZYN.com slash the number 10. That is ZYN slash the number 10. Don't spell out the word 10. Just type in the number 1 and then the number 0. Zin nicotine pouches are for adults 21 years or older who use tobacco or nicotine. And warning, this is a product that does contain nicotine and it is an addictive chemical. As it is a look at right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. And coming up in about 15 minutes, I'm going to be chatting a little bit more about what we wound up seeing in Game 5 and turning it forward to Game 6 with Matt Eumann. So it's an absolutely terrific job here at the network over there. With the edge, point spread weekly, you catch this guy in a wide variety of places and guy tears it up in a wide variety of markets. So looking forward to that, Chad, and also looking forward to what we're going to be getting on baseball on Tuesdays. Typically with Mondays, it's a little bit more of a travel day. It's a little bit more relaxed, so we only wind up seeing 10 games on Monday. But what you did wind up seeing is a team wind up going streaking, or I should say that they didn't wind up going streaking, but rather they continued streaking. That would be the Atlanta Braves. They wound up being able to get it done by a kind of 9-5 to five against the Washington Nationals. And I always think that it is intriguing to take a look at things like this. Because for one, if you took a look at this game, and this speaks to just handicapping baseball in general, you wind up seeing one of the rare instances in which 
If you wind up pitch, if you wind up going with a pitcher dependent sort of bet, which typically that's the way that a lot of people do wind up wagering on baseball. There's many more action sort of wagers that you can wind up taking that wind up really coming about with regards to COVID. But with that said, if you wind up taking any sort of a pitcher dependent bet with Josiah Gray, you were badly disappointed in this one because there was it was supposed to start at for just a little bit of background. This game was supposed to go off right around seven o'clock p.m. Eastern. It might have been like seven o five, but there wound up being about a ninety minute rain delay. And Josiah Gray was supposed to be the starter in this one. Right after the rain delay, it becomes known that Josiah Gray he's not going to be starting in this one. You wind up having Erasmo Ramirez, and if you wind up following me at GNRS forty one, I. Somehow, someway, was able to get an updated handicap for you guys that were still looking to take the Atlanta Braves, but it is some of the struggles with regards to betting on baseball. You always want to check like 15, 20 minutes before a game, sometimes even less, to make sure that the starting pitcher that you actually have on your ticket is going to wind up going because these happen every few times. And I mean, when it comes to a baseball season as well, you're going to have like two, three bets a year in which there's just absolutely nothing you can do. You guys may recall one of the first games of the season against the Arizona Diamondbacks. It was Padres versus Diamondbacks. Blake Snell was supposed to get a start. He literally wound up throwing his warm-up pitches. Could not wind up going. It was not known until first pitch was thrown on the flip side by the Arizona Diamondbacks that he was unable to go. So you literally couldn't bet it pre-flop. You had to do it in-game in order to have a little bit of reversal if you wound up going pitcher dependent. So... That's always something to take note of, but with the Atlanta Braves, they were still able to get it done for a Washington Nash against Washington Nationals team that they're in all sorts of flux right now. Speaking of the Washington Nationals and sort of their injury concerns, it looks like they're going to be going with a bullpen game as Steven Strasburg. I, mean, I remember that guy and the $245 million that he wanted getting paid after the Nationals wound up winning the World Series. Yeah, he made one start. He has now landed back on the injured list. So the Washington Nationals went for a P. And now they're going to be going into a bullpen game. Hopefully, I'll be able to give you guys a little bit something a little bit later on in this one because, well, when it comes to Washington Nationals, they don't have a lot of pitching prospects of note. So it's probably not going to be going well for them. But this goes into a little bit of a bigger point with regards to betting on streaks in Major League Baseball because the team that the Nationals are going up against, the Atlanta Braves, they have now ran their win streak to 12 straight games. It is all of a sudden coming to... It is all of a sudden just starting to come together for the San Atlanta Braves team. And when it comes to betting on a streak, I don't think that you can wind up just shading up your numbers tremendously because of the streak. Because as they always say in Major League Baseball, momentum is only as good as the next day starter. Like, you're going to find the Atlanta Braves are most likely going to be a very sizable favorite in this game against the Washington Nationals. And rightfully so. Streak or not, you're going to have Max Freed pitching. Max Freed is absolutely tremendous for the Atlanta Braves. In my opinion, he's a top 10 starting pitcher out there in the big leagues as they will back it up time and time again. He always seems to struggle for like two or three starts at the beginning of the season. We wound up seeing that once again and ever since that he's been firing all cylinders. You're able to trust in him and he's going up against what is likely going to be unless if they wind up taking Josiah Gray, who is supposed to pitch tonight, wind up doing his warm-ups. I, I think it was a situation which he wouldn't, couldn't wind up getting lathered back up. I'm going to make sure to scour around throughout the night to see that there isn't another underlying issue with him. But with that said, it sounds like he got warm, couldn't get warm again, winds up not going, and sometimes he wind up seeing them pitch the next day. But 
That said, if you've got like a bullpen game slash a very, very young starter for the Washington Nationals going against Max Freed, yeah, it probably should be more like a $2-ish line. Meanwhile, if you wind up having the Atlanta Braves go with, here's someone that wanted starting for them a little bit earlier this year, Bryce Elder, and they're going up against some absolute ace, like actually good and healthy Steven Strasburg. Playing $2 wouldn't be so palatable. I always encourage you guys, whether it be college basketball, whether it be MLB, actually do the handicap. You always want to be taking a look at things. You don't want to be blind betting. Now, you should be shading up your numbers with regards to the Atlanta Braves from when the streak wound up beginning to now. Because if you would have had Max Fried as a minus 175 favorite, say 14 days ago when the streak had just began, and you still have him as a minus 175 favorite with the streak winding up going on, that's probably not appropriate. You do want to be shading up teams as more information winds up coming about. You wind up just doing this with regards to all sports, whether it be the NFL, college basketball, you now have more data points. The data point shows, okay, the Atlanta Braves, they're a little bit better overall for the season than they were 14 days ago. You make the adjustments. It's not one of those cases in which if Max Fried should have been a minus 175 prior to this streak, he's now not like minus 225, but at the same time, he's not minus 175 either. You probably wind up splitting the difference, in my opinion, on that one. So I think that it's very important to be inch, inching up, I think is the best way of putting it. When you do wind up seeing these teams going on streaks, making sure to make adjustments as you wind up seeing a team either excel or do the opposite, like the Milwaukee Brewers who are playing against the Washington Nationals wind up getting a win on Sunday prior to that and lost eight straight games. So I do think that that is always important to take a look at. And with regards to Major League Baseball as well, something else I have found to be just very important this season in general, and it's something that I have talked about a little bit, and it really manifests itself when you wind up getting games out there in Wrigley Field did not wind up coming to a head tonight, but the wind and the temperatures itself has been just so massive with regards to Major League Baseball because what I've noticed is that with the humidor being in effect and Major League Baseball did something to the baseball from last year to this year. I don't know what they wound up doing to it. I wound up getting like a B in my high school physics class. Did not wind up taking it in college because I wanted no part of it. I didn't want to fail out of college. So I wound up taking all the easy street classes in order to be able to get my piece of paper at the end of it. Some might call it cowardice. I call it just being very, very smart and strategic personally, but I want him not taking physics in college. But with that said, we know that something has wound up happening with the ball. And you just take a look at the side-by-sides from 2021 to the 2022 way the ball has been traveling. It has not been necessarily the same, but what you have noticed as well is that with warming temperatures out there in the Midwest part of the country, especially out there in the Northeast part of the country, where we wound up seeing the New York Yankees in a game against the Chicago Cubs on Saturday, hit six solo home runs in five innings that the ball seems to be just reacting a little bit more to weather. When the weather is colder, when the wind is blowing in, the ball just dies more than ever before. Meanwhile, when the wind is blowing out, when things wind up getting up into the high 80s, low 90s in these humid locations, ball's just absolutely soaring in. It always winds up making a difference. It's not like it's just exclusive to this year, but if it would make a difference of, say, seven feet last year, it would make a difference of more like, probably in my opinion, 10 to 12 this year. So I've just noticed that it has been playing a little bit more of a role in terms of being able to take a look at baseball in general and certainly 
if you take a look at this time of year as compared to even, say, a month, month and a half ago, these bullpens starting to wear down. That is something that you always want to take note of as well. Adam Burke, who does an absolutely amazing job with our MLB coverage here at VSIN. I know that the reason why he winds up taking full games and has great success with it is always taking a look at bullpen usage, what guys are available, what guys are not. This is an exercise I always do wind up encouraging because even if you do wind up taking a first five in this day and age of Major League Baseball, there is no guarantee that your starter is going to go five innings either as pitch counts have become much more of a thing in this day and age, being able to get that perfect matchup as well. Though I will say, feels like starters are going a little bit deeper this year than last year, but certainly it's not what it was even just five years ago, in my opinion. So just some takeaways that I've got with regards to what we want to see in Major League Baseball on Monday. And just some trends moving forward. We're going to be taking a look at as many games as humanly possible on the MLB slate throughout the show for Tuesday. But coming up next, we've got to give a little reaction as to what we want to see in NBA Finals Game 5 and turn it forward to Game 6 with Matt Eumann. Next, right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check out the current betting splits data. The, the betting splits page is going to show you exactly where the money and the bets are moving for every single game, and now it is updated every 10 minutes. So you can see all the changes in the action, and you'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money just doesn't match up with the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way vsin is here year-round to make you a smarter better. So check out today's betting splits for every single game at vsin.com as it is a look at with myself, Greg Peterson, and it is great to be joined by one of the hosts over there at the edge. He does a terrific job there. And then you want to be tuning in for everything that this man has with regards to his golf picks as well, because the U S open is getting started in the next few days. We've got the Stanley cup final starting up in a few days as well. So we've got a little bit of everything and Matt covers a little bit of everything as we've got Matt humans at Matt humans, 24 seven on Twitter joining the show and, Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Oops. Talk to you again, man. I see your photo on Twitter when you post selfies <laughs> every night on Instagram and Twitter before you host the show, but I haven't seen you in person for a while. It's good to talk to you. So let's talk some golf and hoops. Absolutely. I think the last time we wound up talking shop in person was actually during the NCAA tournament. So we yep. are going to need to do that again relatively soon, but we got to talk about what wound up happening tonight in the NBA Finals. The Warriors, despite the fact that they shoot sub-30% from three-point range, they wind up being able to get it done. And to say that the series is completely over, I think will be an overreaction. But boy, this really puts the Celtics up against it because I feel like they really need to win this game in which the Warriors were completely offline. And I think it's going to be a very tough ask for the Celtics to be able to win a pair of games back-to-back. Yeah, and I think the Celtics might have blown the series in game four on Friday night. And, uh, you know, I don't want to say they completely blew it because Stephen Curry kind of took it, too. I mean, he played one of the uh, all-time great NBA Finals games when he hit seven threes and scored 40 points on Friday night. So you got to give Curry credit for stepping up. But uh, the Celtics had been 7-0 and in the playoffs after a loss on the road. And, uh, you know, the... the <laughs> You expected them to show up tonight, and I got to tell you, I don't know where they were for the first half of this game. And then all of a sudden, they drop eight threes in a row in the third quarter and get right back in it. But it's the, I think, the immaturity of this team, uh, of the Celtics team that's shown a little bit here. 
hoops, how many games are you going to win when you turn the ball over 18 times? Probably not too many, right? Uh, and like you said, you got to capitalize when the opponent shoots nine for 40 from three-point range, which is what the Warriors shot tonight, and Stephen Curry was 0 for 9. Uh, but that said, the series is not over because – I think the Celtics are going to be a great bet in game six in Boston on Thursday night. They're going to go home. Every game in this series has been decided by 10 points or more, and I think the Celtics win that game by double digits. And it's going to get to what I said before the series. It's going seven games. I picked the Celtics in seven. Um, you can't have a ton of confidence in the Celtics winning in seven in a row. I think probably I think a game seven there. The game seven uh, home team probably wins about eighty five percent of the time, but that doesn't mean this series is over. I fully expect the Celtics to uh, win Thursday, and we're we're talking about a game seven on Sunday night. The Celtics really hoops. You got to take advantage of their advantage of their strength advantage in the series. They got big guards, wings, guys like Tatum, Brown, and even Smart who are stronger, who can drive to the hole and open up that offensive end of the floor. And instead, they they get too content on jacking up a bunch of threes, overpassing, throwing a lot of bad passes, throwing passes away. They got to get back to playing the way they did in game three when they won that by 16 points. And uh, I think we're going to see a seventh game. The the Celtics have, and Hoops, I know you uh, analyze personnel closely too. They have really seven guys who are two-way players. And that's why they've made it this far. They got guys who can play both ends of the floor. The Warriors don't really have that. Now, the Celtics need to play their strengths, need to play smart basketball, and we're going to see a seventh game on Sunday night. And what else I think is going to be really big for the Celtics as well is that coming into the playoffs, I really thought that the two teams that utilize all their players were the deepest teams were the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors. Well, the Warriors in Game 5, they wind up getting Gary Payne the second and Jordan Poole. They combined for 29 points. If you take out mm-hmm. the... Bogus Luke Cornett three that we wound up having in Aaron Neesmith going off for three points in one minute. You wound up getting a combined four points from Grant Williams, Peyton Pritchard, along with Derek White. I think that this is big as well. I don't think that these three need to outscore Gary Payne the second along with Jordan Poole, but I think that they need to play a little bit more even up to have a chance in this series. Yeah, you're right. And the Celtics had a total of 10 points from their bench tonight, including that Cornett three that you talked about. That's not going to get it done, but a lot of guys, bench guys, players are at home than they do on the road. And uh, again, that's where I think the inexperience, maybe immaturity, the youth of the Celtics showed up a little bit tonight. And uh, it's a cliche, but the championship pedigree and the experience of the Warriors has really shown up here in the past two games. Hoops, what did you hear probably a hundred times in the last couple of days? The Warriors have nothing but Curry. It's Curry. He needs, he needs help. Uh, he's carrying the offense. Well, guess what? Tonight, Andrew Wiggins, six points. Clay Thompson, 21, and hit five of 11 threes. If you take out Clay Thompson, the rest of the team tonight shot four for 29 from three. So that's what the Warriors are going to have to have to close out this series. They're going to need big performances. And, you know, and Peyton and Poole played great off the bench, too. But Wiggins and Thompson were big on a night when Stephen Curry's uh, long range shooting regressed big time. Yeah, but I think that this was the first time in something like 230 some odd games with Steph Curry did not wind up having a single made three. So got to expect that that's going to be reversing itself a little bit in game six. And something else that we're going to be seeing as well in the next few days is the U.S. Open. And Matt, I know that this is one of your favorite events all season long. I know that among all the golf events, the Open is your favorite because there's nothing quite like going down to a bar at like 
the very, very early hours of the AM of watching some quality golf. But with that said, I'm sure that the U.S. Open is going to more than do. And with regards to the U.S. Open, there's really no clear-cut favorite. Most of the short shots on the board, you're finding them right around 11, 12-ish to 1. And how do you wind up taking a look at this upcoming U.S. Open? Because I think that's going to be, as it always is with the U.S. Open, relatively low scoring, something like a 2, maybe even a 3-under winds up being able to get the job done, and it just feels so wide open this season. Yeah, it's a tough course, uh, no question about it. And if uh, if you don't drive the ball straight, you're going to be in trouble. If you get in the rough here, you're going to be in trouble. So driving accuracy is going to be big, but really what you got to focus on are the guys who are really sharp with their iron play. And the approach shots and the play around the green is what's going to win this tournament. I wouldn't be surprised, like you said, if the winner is something like five under par this week. Uh, I played a couple long shots. Now, Rory McIlroy is the favorite. And Rory last won a major, in, I think, in 2013 hoops when you were in junior high. So it's been a long time uh, since he won a major. But he deserves to be the favorite off that win last week. He's really in good form. And, uh, you know, none of these other guys at the top are red hot right, right now like Rory is. But, you know, 10 to 1, no, nah, I can't play that. I'm going to look at some longer shots. I played Max Homa at Circus Sports last month. Uh, after he was top 15 in the PGA, I played Homa at 80 to one. I think he's down to 50 to one now, but Homa is in good form going into this too. I also played Sam Burns at about 35 to one. He's, if you go back a little more than a year, swinging Sammy Burns has four wins, three seconds, and he just came off a uh, tie for fourth at the Canadian Open that Rory won a week ago. Another player I'm going to look at here is uh, Cameron Young, who's been very close. If you if you think about the final round of the PGA, Cameron Young, Will Zalatoris, right there with the shot to win it. Cameron Young, I played a 50 to one. He's a PGA Tour rookie, but he's going to win. I think he's going to win big. So those are a few of the longer shots I played this week, and uh, I haven't played anybody among the favorites yet. But uh, we'll see what happens. I'm working on that stuff tonight, uh, Hoops. That's going to be the column and point spread weekly this week on the U.S. Open. And um, I've got three plays in the bank, and I'm I'm looking to add a few more. By the way, I want to add this before you and I have to wrap it up here. Do you know DraftKings tonight had a prop up? Will Stephen Curry make at least one three-pointer? I saw yes, this. Minus 10,000? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... I would encourage not laying minus 10,000 if you really get technical <laughs> with it because he had had one at least 230 straight games. If you bet it for all 231 games, you actually would come out ahead. That's the sort of thing that you don't want to be rolling the dice on. And I have to correct you on something. Rory last won a major in 2014, so I had just 14. gotten out of junior high. So I have to give myself a okay. little bit of credit there, but... Matt, it is going to be an absolutely tremendous U.S. <laughs> Open. I know that you're going to be taking a look at it intently, and it's going to be a wild ride towards the end of the NBA Finals. Whether it's six or seven games, I think that we're going to be going in seven. for I think that we're going to be in for a good one. I think that in the end, the Warriors get it done. I don't know whether it's <laughs> six or seven, though. Hopefully, we wind up getting one of these games that lands on this right, by the way. We have seven. not seen any It's going to be seven, before. Hoops. It's going to be seven. It's going to be seven. You're right. The British Open is my favorite major. Yes, sir. The British Open is always <laughs> tremendous. And whenever Matt winds up joining the program, he always does a tremendous job as well. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. You bet. Thanks, buddy. Matt, just a wealth of knowledge. Always great to be able to get him on the show. And it is going to be really fascinating to see what we wind up getting in the U.S. Open this week. We're going to be talking about it all throughout the week, especially when we wind up getting up some of the matchups and 
just more of the, shall we say, ancillary markets to be able to take a look at the U.S. Open. But I think that it's going to be a great event. And what else is going to be great is what we're going to be seeing on the Diamond on Tuesday. Going to take a look at a few games next right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon and compete for free for cash all season long. Enter into weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to be able to join in on the action. Blue Moon made brighter. Turning 21 years or older terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And as always, please do drink responsibly as it is a look at with myself, Greg Peterson. Always great to get Matt Humans on the show. Guy does absolutely tremendous work with a little bit of everything. He's getting things squared away with what he's looking at with regards to the U.S. Open this week. Has been doing an amazing job all year long taking a look at the NBA slate as well. So great to be able to get him aboard and... At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare what else is great is that we just got a loaded slate in general in hour number two Going to be taking a little bit of a look as to what we're going to be getting in Stanley Cup Final Game 1. Going to be giving out my DK Nation pick on the diamond in segment number one of our number two. So in about 15 minutes or so, I'm going to be saying that your way. We're going to take a look at a few other games on the slate for Tuesday as well as we don't just have 15 games on the slate for Tuesday. We've got 16 because we've actually got a double dip in terms of the Pirates and the Cardinals. So we're going to be trying to give you guys as much of that as humanly possible as there are some games in which games or numbers are just coming onto the board with a lot of these. So we're going to be able to get our first look there. And I'm going to be giving you guys this a little bit later because we just found out who the Nationals wound up calling up to start for Steven Strasburg and whether or not it was going to be Josiah Gray who wound up getting scratched for Monday. It's going to be Jackson Tetrielt who is going to be getting this start for the Washington Nationals. In case we were wondering where the Washington Nationals are at right now, he wound up as a guy that's been in the organization since like 2016. He's got a 5-3 record at AAA Rochester with a 519 ERA, giving up 1.6 home runs per nine innings and nearly four walks per nine innings with fewer than eight and a half strikeouts per nine innings. That is who they're calling up right now. So that's where the Washington Nationals are at. Fortunately, this organization is in a little bit of a better place right now. As we take a look at 977-978, one of the interleague games that we're going to have for Tuesday as it's the Cleveland Guardians. They're on the road facing off against Colorado Rockies. 
Doing this one for all the believers out there as Shane Bieber hopes to have Bieber fever for the Cleveland Guardians. And Antonio Sensatel is going for the Rockies. And this is a total that in a lot of places it opened up anywhere between a 10.5 and and 11. This has been settling in a little bit more with a 10.5. In most spots right now I'm seeing DraftKings has really the lone 11 out there. And when it comes to the Guardians, going to be finding them on the muddy line. Anywhere between about a minus 155 to a minus 165-ish. And your plus price with the Rockies is about a plus 145 to a plus 150. And when it comes to the games at Coors Field, oftentimes for me, it comes down to, do I want to take the run line of the favorite or, or do I want to take a plus price when it comes to the underdog? Because as we know, things get very harebrained at Coors Field. It is relatively easy to be able to put up runs in bunches, especially when you end up going up against a Rockies bullpen that out of 30 teams in terms of ERA, they rank 30th. It has not been going too well for them. Meanwhile, the Cleveland Guardians, a little bit more respectable in terms of their bullpen. They're actually posting up a top 10-ish bullpen ERA thus far this season. They've been able to do a solid job being able to hold down the fort. And actually, I believe that they've crept into the top five with regards to their bullpen ERA. They've got one of the nastiest closers that you're going to find in the big leagues and Emmanuel Classe. And for Shane Bieber, has he been the Shane Bieber of when he wanted putting his Cy Young a few years ago? No, but at the same time, this is still a guy that I think is one of the best starters out there in the big leagues. A little bit over nine strikeouts per nine innings has really been able to rein it in on the road. Now, Coors Field is a completely different animal with this being an interleague game. It's a case in which he doesn't really pitch at Coors Field very often because Cleveland, they don't wind up going to Colorado every single year, but... That said, when it comes to Bieber, he's got a sub 2-2 ERA on the road. It's actually a little bit north of 4 at home, so I do find that to be a little bit interesting. And you want a guy that's right now giving up some contact? How about Antonio Sensatella? You want it coming off the injury list and probably got destroyed in his first start against the Miami Marlins. He has to have the most hits given up of any starter in a start this season as he wanted up along 13 in that one. And for Antonio Sensatella, he's got a... I, I don't think I've ever seen this before with a guy that's had north of a three ERA. He's got a ERA at home that is lower than his opponent's batting average. Opponents are hitting a 395 off of him at home, and he's got right around about a 386-ish ERA at home. That's just absolutely insane. He's giving up 14.7 hits per nine innings. So that tells you right there where he's at. And yet he's got a he's got a two and three record with a 483 ERA, and his fielding independent is actually a full point lower. So he's giving up a bunch of hits, and he's not really giving up anything else. If he keeps on giving up those many hits, you got to feel like some of those are going to fly over the fence. And when it comes to Cleveland Guardians, right now they've got the leader in the big leagues in terms of RBI, setting things up for them in Jose Ramirez. And it's been a Cleveland Guardians team that they don't strike out much to start with. When you wind up getting up to elevation, the ball with regards to curveballs, off-speed junk, what have you. It just doesn't move the same because you are at elevation as well. So that's why it makes it so tricky for pitchers. Now, fortunately for Antonio Sensatella, he doesn't have to wind up worrying about that too much. But got so many guys like Stephen Kwan, Andres Jimenez, who have been able to do a solid job of being able to get on base for this Guardian team. And you've got a guy by the name of Oscar Gonzalez, by the way. I'll try to mention this in our number two with... One of our good friends that's going to be joining the show, that'd be Jason Weingarten, does a great job over here at the network, especially taking a look at the game of baseball. But that said, he has been hitting nearly a 390 ever since he wound up getting called up to the big leagues. He has been absolutely supreme with that regard. And you do take a look at this Colorado Rockies team. Their home and road splits are always very, very demonstrative as 
It's a Colorado Rockies team that is hitting right around about a 285 to a 290 at home. That is by far the best out there in the big leagues. And yet, if you take a look at things ever since the beginning of the 2020 season, you've actually seen more unders than overs at Coors Field because there is always a big reaction to games that wind up going down at Coors Field because you do wind up having a lot of the hype around it. So I actually do feel like that actually plays into the advantage of underbetters just a little bit. This is a case in which if you are seeing an 11, I would say an 11 will be a play on the under for me. I would need at least an 11, though, at 10.5. I would still be taking a look at it over personally just because it's hard to be able to hold a team to fewer than five runs at Coors Field. I do think that Shane Bieber might be able to do so, but with Antonio Sensatello giving up all that hard contact, it's not necessarily too terrific, but when it comes to Rockies, I mean, this is just a split right here. 4.8 runs per game at home. The only team that's averaging more runs per game at home is the Cincinnati Reds, who have been just absolutely ripping the cover off the ball at home. They've actually had four-plus runs in 22 out of their last 24 home games the Reds have, so that's just absolutely insane. But for the Rockies, 4.8 runs per game at home, three runs per game on the road. So this offense truly does suffer when they do wind up getting away from Colorado and the way that the Cleveland Guardians have been able to do such a good job with regards to their bullpen pitching, I do think that this is a very good spot for them to be able to get the job done. So I'm looking at Guardians on the run line. If you're seeing a 10 and a half, that would be the max I'd be willing to take on the over at an 11. It's the minimum I'd be willing to take on the under. So sort of is a dependence upon the number sort of ordeal with regards to the total. I personally would rather have a little bit more of an 11 under just because I do think that Shane Bieber is going to be able to deliver a good start here. But as we know, out there in Coors Field, things can get very, very strange in a hurry. Another game that's going to be involving a relatively large total. Right now, the only place that has a total on this game, it is Circa. That'd be the Cubs and the San Diego Padres. When I talk about weather having a big impact on games, it is no more prevalent than at Wrigley Field because of wind. It will sway sway totals by, in some cases, as much as three runs. If the wind would be blowing in in this game in San Diego, I mean, it would not be surprising to see the total more at a 7.5 Wind is currently blowing out, and I'm seeing it right now at a nine and a half. And quite frankly, I don't know if that's high enough. We wound up seeing the San Diego Padres right now at circa at a minus one thirty plus one nineteen on the Chicago Cubs with Kyle Hendricks taking the mound and a total of nine and a half. And I tell you right now, I wound up setting my total at ten point four. The weather conditions that I am seeing as of right now. Now, obviously, you want to be taking a look a little bit more towards the AM because weather forecasts they can wind up changing, but. Right now, it looks like the wind is going to be blowing out in Wrigley Field for Tuesday, and it looks like it's going to be blowing out at a little bit north of 10 miles per hour and about 85 degrees out there in Chicago. Those of you guys in this great state of Illinois, well, congratulations. You're finally getting some nice weather, so you guys deserve it right there. But when it comes to Padres, I did wind up saying them myself at a favorite of minus 131. Literally, minus 130 is a max IB one. Lay Shamanea has been a little bit all over the place for the San Diego Padres team. And I would have this a little bit lower, but Kyle Hendricks, he's going to be making his first start in right around 10 or so days. The uh, Chicago Cubs noticed that something was wrong with him. So they wound up giving him an uh, extra couple days of rest. And that's always something that I'd like to take a look at when it comes to Major League Baseball. These guys that they need extended rest because something's not right with them. And especially the angle of fading a guy in his first start off the injured list, especially if there's limited to no rehab appearances or if a guy just completely stinks on ice in his rehab appearances, you start to notice that with regards to Mike Miner and the way that he's been able to come out and 
has not necessarily been too tremendous there. Although I will say the Cincinnati Reds, they were able to get the job done tonight, but he's been giving up a lot of runs. So I'll be taking a look there. We'll give a little bit more of a deep dive on this game a little bit later on. But in hour number two, going to be taking a look at my DK Nation pick for the MLB slate on Tuesday right here on VSIN, the Sports Bang Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts.